0: idea of, of leading a staff devotion once, and y- the reaction to her, I should have caught it on camera, it was like, almost like fearful. It was like, whoa! It's, my point is this. It is it's awesome. It is fearful sometimes to stand before or to sit and play before an audience like that. So Malachi, we appreciate your courage and working on your gift, and, and all the others who have done that in, uh, in the past. I, I see Elijah back there, I see Jada, I know um, Ethan, and AJ, and uh, who else has played? So we, we appreciate you doing that, and what it does, it prepares you for who knows what God has in the future for you. Whether it's um, music, or whether it's uh, some type of Christian performance of a play or singing or drama in some other kind of way um, God wants to use your life so you're preparing for it right now and praise God for um, Miss Heidi for, for preparing that or, or having providing that opportunity. Alright what I thought I'd do today is a focus on prayer from the messages that we got from God's Word on Sunday. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about your Sunday school Uh, the adult lessons in Sunday school. I want you to think about the morning message um, and I want you to think about how that can encourage, motivate, challenge, and lead us to prayer. For instance, how many were in the um, the the, uh, Sunday school class for singles? All right, we have a few there. Singles, what, what was included in that group? Or some of the categories? All right. So, um, how can, in what way does that topic or that subject or even some of the verses that you use then encourage us to pray tonight? So we can pray that as a fellowship, we connect with. people in general and even all of those groups that's one thing we can pray for what else can that remind us to pray for pray for our widows those who have lost loved ones um, period I was going to say in the recent past but when you've lost a loved one the recent past can be a long time you never you never forget that so let's pray for those who are widows Pray for the struggles that singles might have. Uh, sometimes, being connected, being apart, or feeling apart—they are apart, but feeling apart. All right. Let's go to the next um, Sunday school class. Who were a part of the, uh, the the couple, the married couple's Sunday school class? All right. What kind of things does that remind us to pray for? All right. And anything. We can branch off of that. What, what about communication that we can actually pray for? All right, we can pray that our marriage relationships grow in, in wholesome, godly communication. Anything else? Firm commitment that honor, honors God as we commit ourselves to our spouses and to our families, to our children yes we know we're under attack right as 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 um those who are trying to follow god's will we're under attack pray for protection from satan and his attack all right now what about our morning message uh, we were thinking about jeremiah chapter 23 uh one of the first things is said uh, god expressed his displeasure with what group Shepherds, shepherds, shepherds. Shepherds. So how can that lead us into praying or remind us of some things that we can or should be praying for? Praying for our leadership, all right, for our shepherds, our elder group, Ryan and I, our deacons and their wives and families. Praying for our our leaders in that area. Okay. Um, what else? Um, like, what was the main thrust of that message? Don't play with God. All right. All right. How can that? What what can that remind us to pray for or pray about? Go ahead. Obedience. All right. Obedience as individuals. All right. Our testimony as we go out. School is starting that our children uh, uh, have a testimony amongst uh, other uh, students. Um, for our children who know the Lord or are learning about the Lord, that they be faithful to the Lord that they take the things of God seriously, that we as parents model that, we take it seriously. Um, so did, did, I, want that to, I want you to think and just reflect on what we've heard and how that can encourage us um, in prayer. Our, how many were at the teacher's training session that we had after church? What can some of those items that we talked about, uh, in what way can that remind us of things that we can pray for? Give you a moment raise your hand again if you're at the training. All right. So what what kind of things come up to that we can pray for? It may be something specifically said or just something that the topic brought you to. Alright, preparation in what way? Preparation. For our teachers, all right. Okay. Anybody else? Accurately representing God's word and not trying to just say what I mean. Okay our lives sing out the melody of God's Word. Uh, Katrina, did you have your hand up? Okay. okay, all right. Anybody else? Now, just in general, all those things that we just talked about, our Sunday school lessons, our morning, our Sunday school lessons was on on uh, 1 Corinthians 7, um, for the couples, for the married, uh, I mean, for the singles, and then for the married couples, we looked at... Um, Um, Proverbs 15 in communication, then our message was Jeremiah 23, Uh, and then in in the uh, afternoon we talked about training and and teaching God's word. So all those things um, laid out, you can pick any one. Um, Think of one item that that you can pray for, and let's just mention a few before I turn things over for our um, meditation time. Anything that comes to mind out of any of those topics that lead us to prayer and, and a, a, a prayer thought. Donna? Uh, one, of, one of my thoughts was to
1: pray
0: about... would be bold and courageous. That reminds me of what I said as we started, seeing Malachi and some of our young children come up and, 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 and play and display their talents, that they might grow in their talent and grow to be bold, to be a testimony for Christ, that we might be examples of that. What else? I'm going to take about three or four other ones. Just popcorn, just pop, pop. Whatever comes to mind, let's let it out. Prayer requests. Prayer, things that we can focus on and pray for. Mhm. Jonathan? All right. Do we actually remember God's word that's been taught to us, that we might meditate on it, reflect on it, and think about it and chew on it during the week? Speaking of meditating, chewing on, reflecting, Brian. Did you, did you see that? <laughs> see that transition?
1: Demon Saints. This will be your second to last meditation through the book of Hebrews. will be in Hebrews 13. And we'll be starting at verse 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse or strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. All right. That's, we're going to meditate on those verses. And I want you to remember that we're in the book of Hebrews. And just as we went through the teacher training, um, we're talking about the main themes of the book. What are the three main themes of the book of Hebrews? One, that's the three ages. Mm-hmm. all right so which what is the, impo- the the order of importance of those three We mentioned three what's the most important of those three nope oh, it's not jesus it is not jesus it is faith it is faith so then what's the second most important Jesus, and then the third one is going to be the three ages. What do we mean by the three ages? What are those ages? Describe what you mean by those ages. You're referring to the sacrifices. What about the ages? What ages are we talking about? Time of the old covenant, right? Then we have what? What age are we living in now? What we call this? The church age. All right. Then what's going to happen when Jesus returns? What is that? The millennial reign, okay? So we're looking forward to when Jesus returns, things are going to be different, right? Is that going to be a different kind of age or is it going to be much the same? Different or much the same? Wake up, people. Come on now. I had to strangle some people with the Holy Spirit. What is different about today's age? What happened when they, they were sitting in the, in the little room, there was 120 of them, they were sitting there praying because Jesus was gone. And what happened? The Holy Spirit, y'all knew about that? And y'all was quiet? Okay. Alright, so the Holy Spirit came upon them. What was different about the church age is that they had the Holy Spirit and they had spiritual power. What was going on during Jesus' day? Jesus was casting out demons and having power over spiritual beings. And the Pharisees and the religious leaders did not have that power. There was no power over demons. What happened when Saul had a demon? Did they say, hey, let me cast that demon out? Did they say that? No, they were like, well, that sucked to be him. Having a demon was like having cancer. It was nothing you could do about it. Okay? You got to read the biblical picture. The age of the past was an age that did not have perfect victory over sin. The age that we are in now, we have victory over sin. Praise God. But the age to come, we will have perfect victory over sin. Praise God. So we look forward to that because evil will be vanquished now let's look at the section today what does it start with it says remember your leaders who are we remembering what kind of leaders are we talking about I don't think he's just talking about your pastor here. I believe that he is talking about the origins of the word of God okay now it could have something to do with your leaders and don't get me wrong you can definitely remember me and pray for me I'm not mad at you if you do but I don't think that these verses are talking about that. I think the next section right outside of this talks more about that. Obey your leaders and submit to them. That part is more referring to me and dad. This part here, remember your leaders, sure, a little bit, but it's falling in line with the prophetic line, right? The people who held the word of God, like they carried it forward. And they carried the word forward, so what? So we would know the word of God, so we would do what? Believe in the word of God. All right, now here's another set of questions so everybody had to wake up again. Where do you see the three ages in this section? This is hard, but just throw out some guesses. Okay, okay, that's that's good. Yep, that does have a reference of three ages. What else do you see with the three ages? That a reference to the ages, yeah, that's that's true, but I'm not sure that that has a reference to the three ages. But that's true, you didn't say anything that's wrong, but that's not really related to the three ages. Okay, what was the temptation in that day and age to pay attention to the old Jewish system? He's talking about that. Throughout this section, look what he says. He says, we have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. The bodies of these animals whose blood is brought to the holy place, the high priest. Then he makes an analogy, right? He says, you know, in the old system, they used to take the body outside. They used to burn it. Jesus suffered outside the gate. What's outside the gate? The outside the gate was where the lepers went shameful things went. That's where all the, they, if they had a sewer, it was outside the gate. If they had a, 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 ref, a refuge or any dirt or trash, it would go outside the gate. Well, guess what? They took Jesus outside the gate. They was calling him trash. Right? Well, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to go outside the gate, which means we have to endure shame to follow Jesus. Where do we see Jesus in this section? Well, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the one who we should be following, not these old sacrifices, not worrying about food and different dietary restrictions. I'm always concerned with believers who talk about dietary restrictions because that's nothing that you find that in the word of God. These things reek of the law to me. which we should have transcended Jesus, follow Jesus he then says a few words that talk about our main topic which is also the main topic of the book which is faith remember, consider imitate their faith That's the whole thesis of the whole section, right? And then he starts to explain how we should imitate their faith. Not by devoting ourselves to foods or the issues of the day, but following Jesus through the shame. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured, having courage. Courage is a sign of faith, right? Because to have faith is to face our fear. To face the scrutiny of us, that's true faith. So all this section is again about believing in the Lord and following and trusting in the Lord. And so Jesus is definitely important in this section. But here's the thing: if you know all these things about Jesus, but you don't believe in Him, it didn't do you any good. What the Bible say? The demons believe in Him and tremble. We have to have faith in Him. Amen. All right. So that'll be the last second last section and then we'll finish it off next week.